Hi, and welcome to the Liberation Lab for Women in Business. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Shook Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together in the Liberation Lab, we explore what it actually takes to create fulfillment, success, and freedom. I think inside of us all is this little hope that life will be perfect someday. One day, everything will be smooth, money will flow, we'll have balance, ease, and freedom. Having this idea and expectation means that we resist or struggle when things keep coming at us. Yet, in my experience, life never stops coming. And so how do we deal with it? How do we find a pace and some kind of consistency in a very chaotic world? This is what we're discussing today. This is about preparing you for what you face in business so you can succeed, find more balance, and truly achieve more success. This is a great episode that will change how you face your day-to-day life experiences. If you're enjoying the show, we'd be so happy to have you review us on iTunes. You can also head over to theliberationlab.com to subscribe and access some amazing resources to help you feel more liberation. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Liberation Lab. I'm your host, Sonia Stapman, and I'm here with the lovely co-host, Laura Shook-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hello. I am excited uh, to be on our call again. I really look forward to this every week, and sometimes I forget that we're recording for a podcast, and I just think, oh, it's my (laughs) Sonia time. (laughs) Me too. Someone was asking me about friendships the other day, and how much time do you need with each other in order to have a good friendship, and I was thinking, well, I am totally satisfied with my weekly, you know, conversations on the podcast with Laura, (laughs) like, you know, not that I wouldn't love to see you in person every single day, but it's like, you know, this, I, I think this is such a powerful time of connection and conversation, and I think it just shows that when you really have someone in your life that you're aligned with, that, you know, it's it's a beautiful expression, just having conversations now and then. Yeah, so important. And I think that when you have these friendships where and many people experience when you see each other and you just kind of fall back in to mm-hmm. instant connection, that that's always um, such a gift. And in this day and age, we are often spending lots of times travel a lot of time we're traveling the world or different places from each other and we only get to connect online or on a phone call so yeah yeah, I'm really grateful and friendship in business when you're in business it's so great to have a person you can call Oh, it's so great. It's so great. And so today we thought we would kind of dive in I think Laura and I are both feeling this piece of like You know, I think in business, we always hope we're going to get to this greener pasture, this place where everything is smooth and everything is easy and we're experiencing freedom and life is a flow. And in our experience, that just doesn't really happen. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) things keep coming at you. So as you grow, as you get even more successful, the next level of things keep coming at you. And when you have kids, that comes at you. And it's like, how do you deal with things continually coming at you and find, you know, some kind of pace or some kind of consistency in how we can operate in our businesses when, you know, life is just throwing stuff at us left and right. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, there's that tendency to feel as if we're going to reach that other side. Like Mm -hmm. you said, we're somehow going to get to greener pastures at some point. And 
I don't know why so many of us continue to have that fantasy when we've lived life long enough to realize that life is a continual journey and you have moments yeah. <laughs> of rest and where it's maybe a little bit more ease and flow. But really, it's always, okay, what's the next? Um, the way I reframe it to, for myself that helps is what is that next lesson? It's like, what's the next thing to know? Yeah. What's the what's the purpose of being here? I'm now being challenged with this thing and I'm being challenged with this thing. And it helps me personally to reframe it and look at like, what am I learning from this? Like, how is this challenging me? And then calling up good girlfriends and saying, what the hell? (laughs) I don't want to learn this lesson, you know, having like a positive reframe and just giving myself permission to have tantrums every once in a while and say, this is so hard. And what happened to this great, plan that I had and I'm losing trajectory, you know, because my kid's been sick for with the flu for two weeks, you know, mm. or whatever it is. Exactly. And I think, you know, we kind of have to start off with just looking at where the truth is. I mean, I think this is one of the things I love about this podcast is Laura and I are always sort of talking about the truth and busting myths and, you know, and, and I think, Sometimes we think as we get more successful, you know, we, that, there's that illusion that things, you get more freedom and you can live on the beach and everything is happy, happy and life is so great. And that's the illusion that so many people are selling. But the truth is the people I know who are extremely successful, the more millionaires they become, the more successful they become, the more risk there is, the more stuff that can happen, the more challenge that goes on and the problems are actually bigger. And so I think, you know, we've got to bust this illusion that it, we're going to reach some level where it's all easy because that just isn't business. That isn't life. That isn't anything. Relationships, parenthood, none of it. And so I think that's really good place to start is to kind of look at this is the way it is. And one of the things that really sort of shifted this for me is that, you know, I'm around a lot of really um, successful people in a mastermind that I'm in and, and where I have my own mentors. And, you know, these people are at a really high level in their business and stuff happens. You know, their parents die, their, you know, kids get sick, their, you know, and it's a constant flow of these different things. And you start to normalize, ah, yes, they're human. We're all in this plane together. <laughs> Same yeah. Thing. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's just so, um, I don't know. I think the, the, like you said, the kind of the myth that we hit is that as we become more successful, then things will get more simple. And really as you take on more responsibility, so often success in business is growing your, you know, scaling, scaling your business or, um, adding on new services and new products and a, a bigger team. And all of that may on one level simplify your day today, mm-hmm. but you still hold that level of responsibility for something like mm-hmm. something you've created, something you've put into the world. And I think that we, I don't know, there's a mix for me personally. I have mixed feelings about it because sometimes I, I want to be like to use um, the words of Brene Brown. I Brene Brown. I want to be in the wilderness. I know that I've been called. I'm one of those people that mm-hmm. braved the wilderness to start the work that I'm here to do because it was not really an answer of yes or no. It was I'm either going to regret not doing what I'm here to do, or I'm going to possibly fail at it, or I'm going to succeed. But regardless, like I'm going into this crazy wilderness where I don't know exactly like what's going to happen. However, 
I forget sometimes that that is a choice that I made Mm -hmm. and that there are other people out there in the wilderness that have been there longer than me and it's going to be okay. But how do I pace myself, you know, to know that, okay, right now I don't, I'm running low on water. It's like if we keep with that analogy and that metaphor, like I'm running low on water and it's getting kind of cold and my firewood is running out and I'm in this wilderness. Like how do I deal with the pressure when I have less resources? And that could even be just like less energy because my kids are sick or something really big is happening or, you know, an issue with another family member, my parents need help or, you know, the variety of different things that can happen depleting my energy levels. And then I'm out there doing what I love, but all of a sudden it doesn't feel so great anymore because I'm exhausted. Right. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, in times like this, in, you know, I've been contemplating this even this morning because, um, you know, for anybody who's been listening to the podcast every week or who knows what I'm going through, it's like we had eight weeks of school holidays. My whole family got gastro. Like, you know, I went on a trip and I've just literally gotten back from the U.S. And then my daughter gets sick last night. And so, you know, it's like this piece of like, ah, and then my internet goes down. It's like this like whole like beautiful, perfect storm, right? And, it, and so yeah. what I realized for myself is that I cannot control the consistency of the world around me, right? It is, it is a storm. Like things happen, ebb and flow, everything's smooth and then nothing's smooth. And this is, this is the world around. But what I can control is my own being, right? And that's what I'm really starting to get in such a powerful and integrated way is that what I have to take care of is me. What I have to control is my own mindset. What I, what I can handle is my own emotions. So, you know, dealing with all of that, coming back to that space, okay, well, what can I do to be more resilient for myself? You know, that's been a really powerful awakening for me over the last few weeks. And just really, you know, on a deeper level, I mean, I've had that lesson for a long time, but I think on a deeper level, I'm really recognizing, yeah, that this is where I have control. This is where I can sort of um, deal with the chaos is by coming back into myself and looking at what can I do to make sure I'm more consistent. Yeah. Yeah. More consistently allegiant to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And caring for yourself in a way that you have the resources that you need. And there are times that that just feels so impossible when you are losing sleep and your child is sick. And so you're having to tend to this little vulnerable one that you're responsible for and that you love and you want to make sure they're okay. And then you have clients that you're concerned about because you're supposed to be meeting with them and you know, they have things going on in their life that's really stressful. And there you are part of their support system. And, and you have to take a break sometime and just say, okay, what do I need right now for me? so that I can eventually be there for everyone. But right now, you know, it's, it's a lesson that I think I learned very early on when my children were infants, where I had to let other people step in and help me. But for some reason, I forget that I can do that, that now that like, I don't know, there's something so vulnerable about being a new mom when I was exhausted, you know, and mm-hmm. somebody steps in and is like, let me take the baby. I'm like, okay, take the baby because yeah. I am so exhausted. Yeah. Um, and yet we forget that at any point in our life when we're feeling that level of exhaustion, or at least I forget 
how many people are ready to say, let me take that baby, whether it's my business or whether it's my child or a project. I just was recently speaking to a business coach of mine and telling her, like, I have never understood how difficult it is for me to let people step in and help me until this point in my life where I finally decided I was going to do it. Like I really was like, okay, consciously, I'm going to let more people in and I'm going to build a team and I'm going to have um, just, I kind of had just people showing up, showing up for me. And it became really apparent to me that I wasn't really even letting all these people that were surrounding me help me in the way that I needed to let them help me because I was hitting my own myths about, um, I don't know, like my need to do it alone, my need to do it myself, which is in contradiction to what I truly <laughs> like believe and advocate for my clients. But mm-hmm. I'm hitting old stuff. I'm hitting old things from, from a time in my life where I took on a lot of responsibility and said it was mine to hold, you know? So it's interesting to realize we can consciously be aware that we have a lot of stuff coming at us and we can take care of ourselves and ask for help. But there's still sometimes some old habits and patterns, beliefs, um, unconscious drives, and we just keep pushing when all that is coming down the pipe at us. Yeah, totally. And I think, I think this, you know, self care piece is something that, you know, we, we've talked about, this is a thread in a lot of our episodes, but I think it's really starting to hit home for me that, you know, as I scale and grow my business, right. And, and our goal is for my husband eventually to be able to quit his job, um, and just work for me or just to do, I don't know, whatever he wants. And I think, you know, I'm starting to really realize that my care is actually imperative. You know, if uh-huh. I'm if I'm sick, if I'm down, if I'm not able to function for any given period of time, my business is going to falter. Even when I get a team, even when I have people that are supporting me, it's like they they're still not me. They still can't be that person that's driving the business in the way that I drive it. It's my business. It's me. It's my name. It's my brand. And what what I think that does is it helps us realize that our self-care is a priority in our business. Like, you know, making sure that we are taken care of, making sure that we get sleep, making sure that, you know, all these ways we feel guilty and we're often so, you know, like the marketing is the most important thing or the lead generation or we're out there selling or whatever it is that we're doing that we think is the most important thing. You know, we really have to come back and reprioritize that our performance, our um, ability to function correctly, like our health, our self-care, that really actually is the priority. Yes, yes, it is. Like you, yeah, like you said, we are still the, even if you're trying to step away from being as active, you're still the leader in your family, in mm-hmm. your organization, and especially if you are the breadwinner mm. too, or you want to step into being holding that role, you can't neglect these basic aspects of your care. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well-being. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things, you know, as we recognize that our consistency, right, our ability to continually perform and not, I'm not talking about the performance that people talk about where it's like stupid and outrageous and women should be able to perform at this level. You know, I'm talking about just our ability to feel good, to function at our best self, whatever that is. You know, I think, 
you know, we put that at the bottom of the rung, but really that is the consistency that will allow us to deal with everything. Like I know for myself, I have to be more gentle. Like for instance, I'm coming off of a, of a really long trip back home, you know, so I have jet lag and, and now my daughter's sick and, you know, I still have a lot of responsibility and clients and all these things that I'm having to do right now on a daily basis. And so, you know, I've got to try to be as caring and understanding and compassionate with myself as possible because my performance is low based on what I have going on, based on what's happening. So, you know, I have to prioritize different things in those instances. And I don't think we talk enough about this part. You know, we talk about how to, you know, control things out there or how to try to mitigate risks or whatever it is, but we're not talking about that continual attention on our own well-being. And I think it's an important part of how we deal with everything that's going to continue to come your way because it's not going to stop. You're, you know, next week, next month, next year, 10 years from now, you're going to have all these different things that continue to come your way. And we've got to get better and more skilled at handling it. Yeah. Yeah, it is really remembering that we're crafting more like of a sustainable way of living and a mindset. It's not going to work if we just push as if there's the other side that we're getting to. And so we can just completely wear ourselves out and then we get to the other side of that and then, oh, we can just rest it's like actually that's death. Like at this point, <laughs> yes, I love that. that. Point, you're already you're already in the other realm. So let's talk, let's talk about how you're going to do it here. So it's going to have to be sustainable um, living, and I've been thinking a lot about that. What that means for myself. So I really I'm glad that we're having this conversation because I think that it takes, like you said, it takes a it takes compassion and, and changing your expectations sometimes of of what that day looks like when your life has to take a different direction. Just like for me, I guess I have to just pivot some days. There's sitting down thinking, oh, it's a Monday morning and I'm going to have all this time and I'm going to really get things done and I'm feeling super productive. And then guess what? I get a call from the preschool teacher. I need to pick up my son early. And then my daughter is texting me that there's something going on at school tonight that's a mandatory meeting that I have to attend. And then I'm getting something from my man- community manager that we're having an issue at work and we need to call in a plumber or something. You know, yeah. it's just like those things are going to be coming at us. So it's like, how do we take a certain stride with our life? And understand that all those things are not necessarily, they're not a reflection of how capable we are just because we can handle all of that ourselves, right? It's not like some sort of test where, okay, like how many things can life throw at you today? Let's see if you win the game show. (laughs) (laughs) They're giving us an award at the end of the day. Yeah, totally. Well, and I think... You know, the, the, one of the challenges is, is there are a lot of unrealistic expectations that women have on themselves because they think they should be winning the game or they think they should be able to conquer and achieve it all. They think they should be able to, you know, do it all on their own. And, and there's not the patience and the understanding and the care for ourselves that like the kind of projections and expectations that have been put on us are impossible. Like they are impossible. It's just, 
you know, it's one of my sort of pet peeves in the world about you know, the people that are, we can have it all. And yes, we can create a lot of what we want. But what I think that leads to is people thinking that literally right this very second, they can have it all. <laughs> like it just, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work that way because we're human or we're all human. And we've, you know, have a lot to deal with in our lives. And you can try to simplify as much as possible your life. But if you're running a business, if you're a parent, if you're in a relationship, those are all things that take a lot of um, skills to handle and navigate effectively. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're trying, you're bringing in a lot of different um, abilities to be able to manage those things and having. I mean, compassion is so important to me right now. I have to remember to let things go. And in order to let things go, I do it with that compassionate lens. Like, you know what? You're doing the best that you can, but you have this happening and this happening. So let's just shift those expectations of what we're going to accomplish this week. And I have noticed a huge sense of relief when I let myself off the hook and when I realize that nobody else has my to-do list. No one's looking at it and ticking it off or looking at me going, why haven't you done these things? Often I'm the one that's putting that sense of pressure and I may think that it's other people, but if I really look you know, a little bit more closely, well, hey, I told that person that I was gonna have this done. I could just communicate with them and ask, say, hey, I need a little bit more time and how does that feel for you? And most people are like, yeah, I completely understand, <laughs> right? Yeah. But we have a tendency to, when we feel life coming at us like that, just one thing after another, sometimes I think a lot of us speed up trying to catch up with it or trying to catch all those balls when often we could just stop and reassess and say, wait a minute, like, okay, this is not going as I expected, so how do I shift my whole day to allow more space for this other thing to happen without the guilt? See, that's a whole other thread, hmm. the guilt that we often feel. If we do change our path that day, the direction that we were headed, if it was super productive and we decide that we're going to pivot and do something where we just go home and rest or take care of someone we love, like then there's guilt that comes up at times like, oh, gosh. Now I'm going to be letting all these people down that are on my to-do list. But you're actually there for yourself and or for somebody maybe that is, you know, is dependent on you to take care of them. Yeah, and I think it kind of goes back to that, you know, the the one thing, you know, this sort of thing that we talked about last week in the episode, you know, where we talked about sort of the understanding what the one thing is. And when yeah. you're, when you're focused on the one thing, it's like you recognize there's a domino effect and there's one thing that will have the most impact, right? So it's prioritizing. And we talked about it sort of on a bigger picture level, but I think this also applies on a daily level. Like we need to be looking at what is the one domino? What is the, what is the biggest thing that can start a chain reaction that will get many things accomplished toward our goal, right? What has the most impact? This is not what most people do. Most people are running around like a chicken with their head cough, not even evaluating evaluating what they're doing on a daily basis. So the truth is, if I if I'm struggling, if I'm not operating at my best, well then the number one domino is me. Right? The number one domino is taking care of myself because if I'm performing at my optimum level, I'm going to have the most impact on everything that I do from that point on. Mhm. 
And I think, you know, this is the piece where we have to start to, I mean, part of the reason there's guilt is because we have a misunderstanding of what the priorities are and we have a misunderstanding of the value that we have to bring to the world. And so we get caught up in this guilt because we have some sort of old paradigm or old idea about what we should or shouldn't be doing instead of trusting ourselves to make a decision in the moment. And this is business, right? This is success in business. It is our ability to be able to have to respond in the moment intuitively to what's the best decision we make. I mean, I change my plans literally every day. It doesn't matter what my plan was. I have to respond to in this given moment, what is the best path forward? What is the biggest impact I can have? What's the most important thing I need to do? Mm, yeah. And if you're really willing to stay tuned in to yourself, then you can make those pivots and those adjustments, you know, a little bit more quickly than when you're listening to that external expectation or voice that's telling you, well, today was really about this and this is what you really need to get done. I think we suffer more in trying to stay attuned to that external expectation, right? Because eventually life has a way of kicking us back around to whatever it was that it really wanted us to experience that day. Like, okay, I know that you're committed to trying to follow through on this one thing that you had in your mind, but if you really shifted and listened to your body, like, what do I really want to do right now? What is it that I can do? What's within my power of control to shift? And sometimes it is only a mindset that you can shift. There may be some very rigid things that you're having to adhere to. Yep. But we do always have a choice on how we're going to feel about how we react to it. Yes. You know, have that opportunity. Yeah, it makes me think of, oh, I can't remember his name, but there was a guy like in a Nazi concentration camp that had a quote and some, it was something along. Similar. Yeah, that you, you can't control what happens to you, but you can always control what you do with what happens to you. And, you know, in yeah. that kind of situation, you think, wow, like how yes. amazing is that perspective? Yes. And I think, you know, one of the things uh, I want to pull out of some of the things you've been saying is that. I think this, we have this tendency when things start coming at us to try to control everything and that exhausts us, exerts way too much effort instead of in that very moment when everything's coming at us, accepting, right? Just accepting, accepting that this is yeah. where we're at, accepting that this is what's happened because I think so often we're fighting against what's happening. We're trying to control it, trying to, it's like that fighting against is what depletes so much of our energy. Whereas if we just lay back and we just say, okay, this is where things are at. I accept, you know, that's such a relief. And then we have so much more capacity to be able to decide what to do in that moment. Yeah. And I fight yes. that all the time, right? I kick and scream, like, you know, I, I can feel it. I mean, you know, when my daughter was sick, I was just thinking, oh, like, <laughs> stop. I was like, I just want my office because I have a home office. I'm like, I just want my office. I want everyone to be out of the house. I want like a full work week, like, yes. you know, and it's that resistance to what is that I think creates so much mental and, and emotional exhaustion. Whereas I can just accept and be like, okay, well, this is where we're at. So what decision do I need to make going forward? Yeah. Yeah. I have actually noticed that with um, moments like you're in when there's a sick child, that there's two different reactions that I can have and they have very different outcomes. And 
in that moment, sometimes I forget which one was the more positive outcome and I'm fighting it again because what's the stressful outcome is when I realize, okay, this, my day is not happening, but I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to fight to still have that. I'm going to have this call and I'm just, you know, deal with it and I'll make this happen and make this happen. And so I'm trying to commit, I'm trying to stay to that path that I had, um, before everything happened. The other reaction is when I just say, okay, this is a different day. This is not going to be what I planned, but how can I be with it fully? Like, how can I just be present with this day? And so just looking, okay, all, who are all the people that I need to reschedule with or just let them know what's happening? And guess what? Usually they all say, no problem. Or, hey, I was going to need to reschedule. This is fine. It's interesting, like the timing of things. Like often it will just sort of dissolve. And then I allow myself to be some days fully present. And I say, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a day that we're going to be at home. And I'm just going to also enjoy that I'm not going to get out of my pajamas today. And that's okay. And resetting everything so that my expectations are not to get any of that done. And being really present with my kids. Sometimes those days that start off crazy stressful end up being a reboot for me too. Because I let myself be home, you know, with a child that's sick and rest and take care of them and not think about anything else. And so it's really interesting how sometimes I believe like the universe is kind of has this master plan because there are days that happens. And I think that's exactly what I needed to do was to rest or to stay home. But I wasn't going to do that unless this happened. Like this was my kick in the butt to make me stay home or, you know, even my own illness, right? When you get sick and you're like, why am I sick? Yes. But in actuality, that might've been the best thing for your body to have happen because you were going at 120 miles an hour and you were probably going to burn out quick. And that little cold or whatever it is that slowed you down is forcing you back into bed for that rest that you need to have. Yeah, totally. You know? Just and, different ways of looking at it. Yeah. And I think, you know, some of this is like, this is a, this is skill building, right? This is one of the things I talk about. And one of the big things that my program's about as well, like one of the things that drives me crazy is that so many people, they, um, they have some kind of, you know, freak success or whatever. And then they try to teach people like, here's what you do. Here's the path. Here's the tactical. Here's, you know, if you want to make a million dollars, here's ABC, how you do it. And no one's teaching skills. Like no one is really looking at like, we need to be skill building because these tactics that we're learning out in the world and these tactics that we're learning for business or parenting or whatever it is, you know, the tactics will stop working. The tactics will, you know, the, the sort of variables that make the ta tactics a success will stop working. If you yeah. don't have the skills underneath that to be able to really handle business and succeed in it, to really handle parenting, to really handle relationships, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish well, you're really going to struggle. And I think we're not talking enough about skill building. And that is something we're talking about right here. Like this is about skill building and sustainability, as you said earlier. You know, like this is life. Life is going to keep hitting us. So a tactic isn't going to work. We have to start building the skills of trusting ourselves, of listening to our intuition, of responding to the crap when it really hits us, of being able to navigate more effectively, you know, life. And all of the things that happen that we can't control. And if we can get skilled at doing that, that is what leads to success. If you look at the most successful people in the world, you know, besides the sort of overnighters or the one hitters, if you look at the people who've, you know, created success over and over and over again, people like Oprah, people like Brene Brown, people like, um, 
you know, who else? Um, there's a lot of people. Um, you know, if you look at those people, Richard Branson, you know, they're people who have become skilled at navigating what comes in life, at getting through it, at moving through it, at, you know, building their skills around it. Like that is actually what it takes to succeed. And we're not spending enough time talking about it because everyone's like, give me the tactic. Just show me the tactic. Yes. Or just kind of expect like, it's just something some people are born with, you know, or there's a myth, right? It's like, oh, well, it's just something you either have or you don't have. Mm. These people are just lucky that are born with it or they're just naturally successful or, you know, these different things. Like, no, there's actually practice. Like you said, there's learning and skill building and practice around certain ways of being with ourselves mm. in a much more loving, compassionate, connected way. And there are ways that are being in the world that are not going to actually support us as well. And we have to learn what that is. And everyone also has to learn what works for them. You you can't always just look at someone else and say, well, they did this, 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 and this. So I'm going to go do this, this, and this. Well, actually your skill set that you came into this world with is unique yeah. and therefore you're going to be adding skills into that to fit your overall holistic self. Right. Well, and yeah. And I was just going to say, like, we're skill building from day one. So some of us were skill building in childhood. I mean, I had skill yeah. building on taking care of myself, like, like being independent. Yeah. Like those are skills I developed from very early on. And because my parents were divorced and my mom was a single mom working full time. And, you know, you, you learn. So some of us have been building skills for a really long time. And yet other people have expectations to be like, you know, whoever they're looking at who may have been building skills for 40 years and then you expect to have that same kind of level of skill in one month. Like this is, you know, all of us have skills that we've developed over the years. And that's why, you know, I talk a lot about being in our lanes because if you're operating within the skills that you've built over a long period of time, you're going to be a lot more successful moving forward. We're always developing new skills. That's really important. But I think, you know, there's also being able to utilize the talents and the skills that we've already built over a long time. Yeah, absolutely. And so in this conversation, sort of with this, we started off this um, exploration on what do you do in life when things keep coming at you over and over again, and you feel like you're just getting up and making headway and you get knocked over again. And so as women in business, what would you say it really are the main skills that we've pulled out today. I just kind of want to reiterate that mm. for myself. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe for the listeners, like which skills do you think? I mean, we're all collecting different skills, but which mm. ones do you think are really, I guess, standing out today as we talk about this that can really help us? Well, well look, I think some of the most important things, I mean, for one, it's awareness first, like being aware that it's a myth that everything's going to go smooth. Like it seems yeah. so simple, but you know, really so many people take themselves out because they're, they're sabotaging themselves with expectations. 
expectations something I have to deal with a lot in my program because like right from the beginning, I'm like, you know, these are the expectations I don't want you to have (laughs) because there needs to be some reality around what's going to happen and what you're going to experience and how you're going to grow and what that means. And so I think, you know, that kind of level of awareness, even in and of itself is a really important step to being able to deal with things. It's, it's like, oh, okay, this is normal. And I hit this as well. Like, you know, even today, it's like, there's sometimes this part of me that wants to be like, this is so unfair. You know, I just want to cry and be like, it's not fair. Life's not fair. But then it's like, well, this is life. So that's it. You know, it stops all that mind chatter and all that crying and whining I've got inside of myself. You know, the little child who's like, this is not fair. And it says, oh, well, this is life. So the, you know, I think having that awareness is actually really, really important as a first step. And then I think, you know, being able to have acceptance, which is just taking that a bit farther, you know, really accepting whatever comes our way, accepting that this is the next step we have to deal with. This is part of it. This is all like, it's all this puzzle pieces that we have every day, business, life, family, you know, all these things we're dealing with. It's all these puzzle pieces. So, you know, every day is a new jigsaw puzzle and we have to be able to look at it and be like, okay. This is what we've got. These are the pieces we've got to put in place. Let's figure out how to do it. So I think, you know, that acceptance is really important. And then mm-hmm. one of the one of the things that I think is actually really important is we have to control our um navigate our mindset, right? So I have my clients do something every day, something called the morning formula, which is basically like I help them craft something that it's like it sets up their mind for the day, right? Sets it up for success and it's consistent. And every day you're putting yourself in the right framework to have the most success. It doesn't mean that things won't happen. It doesn't mean you won't falter, but it's like you're putting yourself deliberately in a position to, um, you know, that's going to set you up for success in the best way. And so doing that every day, It's like it provides that consistency of not only a practice or a ritual, but also an ability to put your mindset in the right framework to remember. Because I think sometimes we wake up and we're in default. We wake up and we're in fear or worry or whatever's pulling at us. It's like it's we're not in control. And so that's one way to sort of take back control every day. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I love the idea of just morning rituals and set up your kind of your mindset for the day. Because if you think about the energy that we put into preparing ourselves for the day, it's like we eat breakfast, we, um, wash our face and or get in the shower and then we pick out our clothes and we're doing, we're putting on makeup. We're getting all of these things set for the day. We're preparing our body physically to go out into the world. And how can we do all those things and neglect to prepare our mindset mm. to walk into the day. So why true. don't we wash it a little bit, right? Give it a little moisturizer, <laughs> some cleaning and some shiny lotion. Like why not give it that extra attention and that love and yes, just be with self. And for me, I do notice like even a 10 minute meditation in the morning mm. when I can't fit in very much because of every the household's activities, but like where can I find that five minute, that 10 minute to get really connected. For me, meditation is a reconnect to a deeper sense of myself. So I can sort of have that um, prep and that mindset in a mantra and whatever comes to me in that moment, it just 
it's something I can carry throughout the day. So I really love that. And I think everything that you touched on, like awareness, acceptance, and mindset um, preparation, or like massaging your mindset for the day. And the only thing that I would really add to that is, and this is something you and I just spoke about before we hopped on the call, is finding meaning in what is happening Mm. in your life. And that's something that helps me. And I've been practicing that as a skill to find meaning in the muck, like in the mess and in the chaos. Like if I can actually find what's the meaning here, what's the nugget? Um, I heard a psychotherapist say, she said, you know, when they're, when you're going into darkness and things are really uncomfortable, there's still an opportunity to mine that gold. Mm. You can find the gold in the darkness. You can find sort of this meaning in this, this mess and this muck. And it's amazing how it can shift things for you, right? Just to mm. shift it that way, to think about it. Yeah, and will you share too what you were talking about with result, like when you've been studying Brene Brown as well? Because I think that's really relevant, relevant to what we're yes, talking about. Yes, yes. Because I was recently listening to her in a podcast interview, and she's talking about her new book, Braving the Wilderness. And she said that one of the reasons that she has such a high um, tolerance for risk is that she is when she can find the lesson in whatever's happening, when she can mm. find that meaning. So she was giving an example of like early rejection letters when she actually tried to get her first book out into the world. Um, I think it was the one that was called, um, I thought it was just me. And she was trying to get that book published and she was hitting rejection. And she said, you know, it devastated me at first. And then I thought, what am I supposed to learn in this? What's the lesson to be learned? And it really got me thinking that, yes, how does much that changes my ability to deal with something really uncomfortable when I think, what am I learning here? Mm. What's the, what is the gold that I am mining from this darkness? Because most likely it's something I would not have learned if I hadn't gone through this crappy thing, like I wouldn't have learned it. And what a disservice to myself and my soul. If I didn't learn this lesson right now, it was just being served up to me because I needed to know. Yeah. I had to know. And you don't know what you don't know until that serves it up for you. And it's not always fun. It's well, not always easy. And I think the truth is the most profound lessons come through hardship. They do. They don't come through yes. success. They don't come through Absolutely. ease. I mean, not that we all don't want more ease and we all don't want more success, but that really isn't where the juicy nuggets come from. They come from hardship. They come from pain. They come from sorrow. They come from, you know, struggle. It's like in those lessons are so profound when we allow ourselves to see them. And mm. I think, you know, so often it's revealing, oh, it was, it was really interesting. And somehow this reminds me of it, but I, you know, was in the U.S. visiting some of my mentors and listened to some of the things that, you know, they had gone through and they were, they were talking about how sometimes you need to actually, like when you have a team, you need to actually like leave that team to struggle mm. because it, it allows you to view all the things that are not working in your business. Like it's really easy as a business owner to plug up all the holes constantly. But if you don't remove yourself completely from it for a week or whatever it is to let all the, you know, broken things be revealed, then it, it's, it doesn't make your business very sustainable. And it, oh. it r- reminds me like, you know, in terms of just even ourselves, like if we, 
if we don't allow all those sort of broken things to be revealed because we're so busy trying to like control everything in ourselves and, you know, poke our fingers in all those dams and make sure that nothing falls apart, well, then we're not ever going to heal and we're not ever going to reveal what needs to be healed to take us to the next level to experience more success, to be more sustainable. Oh, I'm getting chills right now because I need to hear this. This is so good for me right now. I need to hear this for me personally and I need to hear it for my business because I'm kind of doing both. I've been stepping away from my business and from my team so that I can really see exactly what you just described, sort of what falls when I when I let go yep. um, and where are they still holding it and where maybe are they not holding it or what needs to change or and then in my own life I've been thinking a lot as I let all of these emotions come up around expectations not being met or feeling like I can't get work done or whatever that is, just like you were saying. Mm. You see, like, what is that? What is that showing me about all of my, um, not, um, what was the word you used? Like all of these little splintered pieces or these Mm. unwhole pieces, these places that are still needing us to acknowledge them and heal them or comfort them, like self soothe them. Right. Yeah, totally. And I think this is also true in parenting in relationships. Like what happens when you walk away, what falls apart? Like what, you know, I mean, you know, because I mean, Laura and I were talking earlier about our teenagers, you know, and like how, how do we, you know, sort of mitigate the guilt and the feel when we let go of some attention on them and then they, they fall apart or they don't come through with some of the things that they're doing or they fail a class or they, you know, whatever happens, it's like, and then we feel guilty. We should have been more hovering. We should have been more, you know, done our parenting. But the truth is, is that us walking away allows us to see how skilled are our kids at handling things? How skilled is our husband at handling things when we're not here? You know, it's, and it, it allows their, skill building to happen and their growth to happen and and allows us to be able to see, you know, what happens when we're out of the picture. I think it's like an important lesson all around. Yeah, so true. Oh, it's good. This is good stuff. I really did end up with a little bit of a therapy session today (laughs) with you, Sonia. This is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. Look, I mean, I think it just refocuses us, right? Because this is the thing is that, you know, Laura and I are very transparent. You know, we've been business owners for a long time. We're very transparent that this is what we face. This is life. Like, you know, we're human. And sometimes I think sometimes people put, you know, can put you on a pedestal or they think, oh, she's superhuman. She's superwoman. She does it all. But the truth is that, you know, we struggle and we, you know, come up against this stuff because this is life and we want to be transparent about it because we want you to succeed. We want you to be able to navigate it. And and so, you know, I think it's a really important lesson that everyone out there, you know, that it's all sometimes we're so um, it's also cleaned up by the media or in the social media or whatever. Everyone looks so good and looks so, you know, successful. And, you know, you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, so you're and not alone. <laughs> you are not alone. That's what I was going to say, you know, and then we can think that it's just us. Mm. And, and, and that's funny coming back to Brene Brown's first book. Like I thought it was just me. That was her, but you know, it's like so many of us think it's just us. And guess what? It's not. It's not just you. It's the human condition. And the more that we share about our experiences with one another and we're willing to be 
transparent and vulnerable, then we feel more connected and seen and understood and we know we're not alone. And so that's what I love about this podcast, Sonia. And I'm so grateful to be a part of it with you because I'm I'm reminded every time we talk that I'm not alone on this stuff. And I can guarantee that listeners are shaking their heads in unison of like, yes, like this is something that I can understand. And it's good to know that I'm not alone. Yeah, definitely. I think it's really important. And so, you know, hopefully we've given some things to think about, you know, in regards to, you know, what you can start to look at and deal with when life is really coming at you because it's not going to stop. And the more successful you get, you do get better skilled at handling it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the the problems get more challenging and, and that's, that's the reality. So yeah. thank you very much for joining us this week and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. To get some great resources and listen to all of our episodes, visit theliberationlab.com. We want to help other women get the support they need to create more real success and freedom. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, you can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who've commented, emailed us, and reviewed our show. We are so appreciative of your support. See you next week.